I know there's no direct path to becoming like a CMO or chief medical <laughs> medical officer of a company or I mean or of a hospital uh, or even like an executive. There's no real clear cut path. They didn't teach us this in medical school. Where did you learn um, that there was such a path for doctors? And two, how did you navigate that? Sure. I think one is by uh, you have a certain affinity. Uh, I had affinity to learn um, the business, meaning how does the ER work? Uh, what are the nuts and bolts? Um, from there, you uh, will at times augment your education. My first entree was uh, a business certificate from John Hopkins School of Business, Cary School of Business. It was a one-year class, four classes, and one of the classes I took was called leadership. And and I was really at the what kind of class is this? This is going to be boring. Um, and the first part part of the class was a famous book there was uh, that you see out there called Managers versus Leaders. And we read that and we had to do a self-assessment. Uh, are you a manager or a leader? So do you think about day to day uh, what it is to run your practice? Or do you think like a leader? Like how do I make change? How do I deliver the ultimate care for our patients? How do you think about the big picture rather than just yourself? And and writing that paper, I thought to myself, my God, I act like a manager at this point. I'm not a leader. And that was the moment of change for me. So furthering your education one, I would say getting a mentor that's done certain things that can help you out. One of my mentors was I was in a board of a company that later well, was uh, the origins of healthcare.gov and was sold to United Healthcare. And in that was CEO of the president of the company um, Bikram Bakshi. He is a Wharton business guy. And I used to listen to him, uh, give me some ideas about how things are going, just bounce ideas off of him. And one of the statements that stood out that he always said to me is that's all about execution. Mm, you can have that. a million ideas, but it's all about execution. And why do you think that's so important for doctors out there, uh, especially visionary doctors? Uh, I think, uh, uh, many doctors are very, they're brilliant people, type A personalities. They do good. They know they work their entire life to uh, go to medical school, succeed in a residency, in a profession. But I think taking that mindset to a different level, sim similar to what you do in coaching the many of the great physicians that you work with, is how do you get them from stop being over analyzers to being visionaries to action oriented to delivering? taking the limits away from uh, that they place on themselves and how do they get the next level of being the ultimate leader. I love that. So you said step one was further education Two, get the mentor three, identify sort of the change you want to see and then start working toward it. And then obviously you got, uh, you got the training done. How did you, and then you're, you had the insight. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not a leader yet, but the manager thing I've, I've accomplished, how, what's the transition that a doctor can take to go from a manager to becoming a leader? So I think one, one is uh, you're given some real life experiences or challenges. So let's just say uh, your boss asks you to work on a committee in the hospital and it's not part of your normal job. It's not something, it's something that's going to take extra effort. And you have to think beyond what your day-to-day -day duties are. You have to think bigger. So what can I do to be more helpful to the organization. What 
what uh, type of benefits can I bring for my patients or my colleagues? And you take on a project, for example, that's not part of your normal. It's not part of your comfort zone even. And you take on this project and you try to deliver on it. Uh, you may fail, that's okay. Uh, failing is part of the learning process. And that's where you get uh, acute knowledge of how you can affect change. And once you do uh, something positive to change the environment, uh, there will be uh, probably prob probable positive feedback you get from others. Um, you will be, hey, this is a guy you can go to if you want to get something done. He sees the bigger picture or she sees the bigger picture uh, in how to invest and make things better. So I'm a hospitalist. Uh, I have maybe five years of experience. I'm working in a mid-sized hospital system and, you know, I've done some couple of projects, you know, but what's the next step in me becoming one day a CMO or chief medical officer of the hospital? I think one is understanding the business. So the hospital as a whole, you have to understand the different aspects of that business. So it's, it's what we call business knowledge. Okay. So how does a, uh, how does the radiology department operate? How does uh, uh, cardiology department operate? So it's not about in the field you're in. If I'm a GI doctor, I'm truly understanding what does a cardiologist need? What does the hospital need from me? What are the business aspects that make things uh, work? For example, more hospitals, most hospitals are non-for-profit. What does that really mean? Does that mean they don't make any money? No, it means that they are profitable businesses that we invest in the business itself rather than to stockholders such as a for-profit company. So understanding the business of it, understanding what we call change management. How do you make uh, change, innovation? Finally, it's team, team-based care. How do you build diverse, effective teams that deliver the change? And the business knowledge also includes financial knowledge, you know, understanding the basics of finance, of how things work. We may understand how billing works for professional services, but how does the facility billing work? What is a DRG payment, for example? Um, hospitals paid a lump sum based on a diagnosis. And how do you manage those resources effectively for that diagnosis? What do you say to the fact that some some uh, doctors feel like, hey, you're gone to the other side. You're not with us anymore. You're not representing physicians. You're representing the hospital now. Uh, you know, you're always thinking that one of the largest assets of any company are the people, whether it's the nurses, the technicians, or the doctors. They are the they are the ones that make the business go, and I think doctors are part of it. So, my personal uh, opinion is that. Physician leaders make some of the best leaders because they understand the provider side of it. When I mean providers, I mean APPs, nurses, the entire team. And they understand the pain points. When a, uh, a physician has a bad shift, there's an error even. What type of moral injury happens to that provider? The guilt they feel. The So it's not only understanding that it's a business in terms of I need to uh, take care of X many patients and make a profit, but it's understanding the human behind of it, the team behind of it. And it's the emotional side of it that's important. So I think physician leaders make some of the best leaders because they understand uh, uh, the entire team outside of the business itself. Yeah, that makes, I think the empathy, what you're saying, uh, it really resonates with a lot of folks, that the empathy, because you've been there, you've been done that, you were on the front lines with them, and now you're representing them in leadership so their voices are, are heard and, and their concerns are met 
along with how all the other departments and you're sort of like integrating all the departments together you're weaving it into where it makes financial sense it makes good clinical sense and it overall helps population health it's interesting we're i practice in the state of maryland state of maryland is an innovation project for medicare hospitals are paid for true population health there's two parts to the waiver by medicare one is the hospitals are paid uh, paid on a lump sum budget or capitation so if you take care of if you uh, take care of more patients you're not paid more you get capped so you have to use efficient resources in managing those patients to true population health meaning if you have a uncontrolled diabetic that comes to the ED uh, you're responsible for that it's your job to collaborate with the community to make sure the diabetes is controlled in the community even though you're not directly responsible for it and the interesting other part of the waiver it's called the all payer system which is that every payer pays the same reimbursement to you. a medicaid patient pay, pays the same as a commercial blue cross blue shield patient so you're not treating one patient differently than another patient so it's actually a true population health model 